0: welcome to the dorky diva show i'm your host savannah and i am brian and we are thrilled to be back because we're talking whoop. about season five oh. of star wars the clone wars
1: yeah season five
0: yes. man we're getting close to the end here
1: i know That it's gonna I
0: get can... real sad not in this episode <laughs> yeah, but the next true. one
1: <laughs> That's true. I've been thinking a lot, and I think I'm going to re-change my, my answers. I think season five might be my favorite season. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm. It's really good. I'm even really, though,
0: I'm really excited to talk about this season today because I have some newfound love for a couple of these arcs. Good. Yeah.
1: That's why we're here. Yeah. Newfound love for these arcs, mm-hmm. aka the Dorky Diva Show.
0: Yep. Because I, yep. uh, I didn't really appreciate some of these episodes until literally yesterday.
1: Well, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it's crazy, like, going through all of these seasons because you forget so much that happens in the Clone Wars. And there's just so many episodes. And when I try to rewatch some of the episodes in preparation for the podcast, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that happened. And oh, yeah, there's this character, and I just forget about so much. Um, So it's fun to really go through this episode by episode because it just reminds you of, like, everything that goes on.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's always good to have a little refresher.
0: Yeah, and it's really exciting, like, doing all these episodes because it reminds me that The Clone Wars is coming back. Like, that's something that I forget about, too, because it's not like we're getting teasers for that all the time. It's not like we're getting all kinds of... uh, like marketing material for it. I mean, there's so much time yeah. and effort like focused on resistance right now through the official Star Wars channels that I kind of forget that Clone Wars is actually coming back. And today I watched the San Diego Comic-Con panel again and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is happening.
1: I know. so great. I agree, it's I agree. So it is strange that we're not really hearing, they gotta be saving it for celebration, right?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. i i'm wondering if maybe they'll even air like the first episode um at celebration
1: yeah i'm wondering Probably. if they will because they know. have in the past hasn't haven't they
0: yeah i just unless wonder they've if... only
1: got like five coming out then i don't know if they'd want to spend
0: well there's going to be 12 episodes
1: oh okay yeah so, hmm.
0: so i'm wondering if maybe they'll give us hmm. one at celebration or if maybe they'll just have a trailer another trailer yeah i don't know i don't know i don't care i'm just ready for whatever they're gonna give
1: us (laughs) i know i know they're holding off on a lot of stuff for celebration
0: yeah it's gonna be nuts and i hope that we're not torn in like a billion different directions like i hope each big panel has its own time because i don't want to have to pick and choose between yeah i agree
1: i agree that's what i'm i'm wondering that as well we're yeah. going to have to make some hard choices, probably, because there's so much happening this year right. in Star Wars that it maybe Maybe that's why they're doing five days.
0: But I was just going to say that, too, but the first day is really not a programming day. It's just a shopping day, so oh. um, it, that doesn't help us out at all
1: as far as as, far as paneling panels. goes. But hey, if we can get our shopping done the day before, that'd be cool. I
0: mean, I'm down with that.
1: Sweet. I love to shop. Yeah, that's the Thursday? Mm-hmm. Wait, so Monday's gonna be a programming day? Yes. Strange. Do we ever find out why that happened? Why they're doing five days and have it be a Monday instead of like Wednesday to Sunday?
0: No, but Strange it irritates toys. me. <laughs> 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 I mean it, it's, it's it's not really a holiday. It's terribly it? inconvenient for me because thankfully I work from home and I'm I'm able to be flexible with my schedule. But I feel bad for people that work actual jobs in offices and they have to like take a Monday off and it's not even taking a Monday off. It's like, okay, if you want to stay for the whole day of the convention on Monday, then you kind of have to take Tuesday off to travel back to wherever your, your home is.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So it's just weird. But, um, yeah, Thursday's awesome. Thursday's a half day too. It's just, Oh, it's a half day of shopping. It doesn't even start until one o'clock. Um, so yeah. Huh? Weirdness, but it's going to yeah. be my birthday. Whoop, whoop. we going to party. That,
1: that Thursday. Yep. yep. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Special appearance by Drunk Brian. <laughs> 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 it's going to be great. It's going to be interesting. You um is great? Season 5. Yeah.
0: So today we are talking about the first half of Season 5. So mm-hmm. Season 5 is different from the previous seasons because it only includes 20 episodes and all the previous seasons have 22 So today we're going to talk about the first 10 episodes. And then next episode, we are having a very special guest on to talk about the last half of season five with us. Um, Our amazing friend, Melissa Thomas, is going to be joining us. Yeah, way better. Next time. I can't wait. What did you say? He said,
1: he said we're going to have a special guest. I was like, it's me. And you're like, it's <laughs> Melissa. I was like, oh, that's way better. So much yeah, better. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you did not have to say it like that. <laughs> you're on every episode, Brian. That's true. So far. <laughs> mm. I feel the heat. The sometimes. next one you're getting cut. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> These, that's actually the unofficial beginning of interviews for my replacement. Yeah. Uh, Savannah's had it. How
0: did you figure that out?
1: I have my spies. <laughs> i'm coming to terms with it
0: oh my goodness
1: i know melissa's amazing though i'm so excited
0: um if you guys don't know who melissa is you can probably you've probably seen her artwork online um her instagram and twitter handle is melty arts uh and i think arts has a z in it Um, yeah it does because she's cool she's cool um but she does pretty much all of our artwork for the show like if you've seen any of the fun doodles of us looking really sassy with a sign that says gray Jedi are garbage that's from Melissa and she is amazing and when we posted I think it was like our season three episode on Twitter she was like man I really want to come on and talk about Satine and Obi-Wan and I was like girl let's do it (laughs) (laughs) and I talked to her this morning and she was like um am am I allowed to like take notes and and talk about those (laughs) notes on the show and I was like Yes, please. This is what I beg Brian to do, and he refuses to do it. <laughs> what are so you are getting notes? replaced, I Brian. Know, it's
1: <laughs> <official>. <laughs> That's all it took was notes. Notes. <laughs> That's it. You know what? Fair. I deserve uh, that. It'll be fun, <laughs> though. I'm excited. I'm very excited because her love of obi-wan is on par with my love of qui-gon so yeah and she's just the best
0: she's just fun it's gonna be a great time and and the second half of season five has some really intense episodes so yeah i'll say i remember when the first half of season five aired they were promoting this season with this weird poster of emperor palpatine That had a bunch of faces of different characters on it and it would... I think the tagline of it said, who will fall. Do you remember that?
1: I do. I remember there was like a giant chalk thing somewhere.
0: Oh, yeah. They did that for the Lucasfilm like chalk contest. Yeah. And this was the
1: season that I saw the... Well, I didn't go in, but I saw from the outside the premiere of Celebration 6. Yeah. Wasn't it season 5?
0: Yep. And you know what's funny is I was at that premiere, like I went and saw the episode... And I don't remember that episode being the one that we're about to talk about. Like, I do not remember really? it being the mall episode at all. I remember there being like a mall cosplayer outside and I remember Sam Witwer being there and I, I remember all the hype about mall coming back, but I don't remember anything about watching that episode at all. Huh. Yeah. And I don't know why. Um,
1: Maybe cause... they didn't play that one?
0: No, I think it was that one. Yeah. You just
1: blocked it out. You're like, I can't handle the awesome.
0: Yeah, I totally zoned out. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool premiere at um, e- Celebration. So the first episode is called Revival, and it features Darth Maul in Savage Opress. And this episode actually um, is out of chronological order. So yep. there is some stuff that happens in this episode that is very confusing when you watch the next episode because you can tell that this is supposed to take place later on. Um, and I think the Onderon arc, which is next, I believe that was supposed to be the premiere for season five. But George Lucas was like, no, I want the Mall episode first. So there are some things that are a little out of order, um, but it doesn't ruin like the viewing experience.
1: I agree. I think this is my favorite first episode of any season. Really? I really, really, really like this episode. Huh. There, I th- There's so much that happens.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think my favorite season premiere is season four with uh, Waterworld.
1: Yeah, you do love Rift Tampson.
0: I love him. And I just, I, I remember that being so significant for me because that was like the height of my Clone Wars fandom. And remember I told you that I like had this like... Clone Wars Watch Party, but it was just me and my mom and I made this cupcakes so and turn out cool. <laughs> but I just remember all of that, so it makes me, I don't know, sentimental, I guess. But this is a really cool episode. Um and we left off last season with Darth Maul getting his new cybernetic legs, uh, mm-hmm. and getting rid of his spider butt. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um So Maul and Savage are going to this planet, I believe, called Cyblock. Um, And they end up fighting Hondo Anaka's pirates, Yeah, which is (laughs) the best. (laughs) Because Hondo is probably one of my favorite characters that's been introduced in the Clone Wars. And now he's just in like everything it feels like. I agree. Um,
1: And rightfully so.
0: Yeah, he's the best. Agreed. Um, but they end up fighting, and then Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Adigalia are sent there. And it gets a little interesting because later on, yeah. um, we learn that at the end of the episode, um, Adi Gallia dies in their fight.
1: In a bad way.
0: But she's in the next episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's that's like bad. when you see Uncle Ano again. Yeah. After his big episode when he died, you're like, wait. Oh, oh, huh?
0: It's very hmm. confusing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That um, is weird.
0: We'll talk about her death in a second. It is so awesome. Okay. Um, but during their fight, Savage ends up like losing an arm, and Maul ends up losing a leg, and Obi-Wan and Adi Gallia face Maul and Savage together.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And
0: their fight together is amazing because Agreed. I feel like in the Clone Wars, especially in the the first couple seasons the lightsaber fights are pretty basic but Mm -hmm. the choreography with these characters is insanely amazing like obi-wan fighting maul and savage he's basically doing a lot of the heavy lifting and he's just like flipping all over the place and it's it's just so cinematic and cool and i feel like this season really 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 elevated the amount of time and effort that went into fight scenes and visuals. Like you can just tell season five is is—I miles ahead of anything else we had ever seen before. And this fight was like one of the first indicators of that.
1: Sure. This one also had really good story points. Yeah. Like, there, so there are moments uh, in this one. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Darth Maul's legs are insane because he's got the claw feet. Yeah. You know, because him and Savage are in that room and then he essentially was like, yeah, we're brothers, but, like, I'm going to be the master now. Yeah. And Savage is like, what? And there's there's a really, really cool line when Savage turns his lightsaber on and Darth Maul just goes, ah, it's time for a lesson. I was yeah. like, oh, snap. Yeah. And, like, disarms him really. Easy. he grabs his face with his foot and pushes him down.
0: It's crazy. It's hard-core. like almost like a monkey type. I don't know. It's like, ter-
1: it's like Grievous. Yeah. You know Grievous in the in the micro series, yeah. When he was like grabbing people and throwing them across the room and like Ugh. it was nuts. We got to see Maul do that to his brother. It's like no, I'm I'm the master now. I just want you to understand that. And you get to see, like Maul is still incredibly dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I really I really like that. I like that and I like the moment where uh when they when they come down and they attack Maul Savage and half of Hondo's pirates attack Hondo. And he gets shot at, but he never moves. Yeah. It's so cool. It's such a tiny little moment where Hondo's like, ah, all right, I guess we're fighting. Why are we being shot at? Everyone around him is running and he doesn't. I was like, this is the pirate who's seen some things. It's so good. This whole season is up and down with Hondo. Yeah. Because he's awesome in this one. And you know he's like, <laughs> you got the crazies coming after us. <laughs> but then later on, he's kidnapping kids. You're I like, know. I don't but know that, where we are with you, ends Hondo. <laughs> well, I
0: like the way that ends.
1: It. T- I mean, yes, but not thanks to Hondo.
0: <laughs> I still love it's, him.
1: I do too. But this season specifically is very like. I don't know where I stand with you.
0: I think that's what how you're supposed to feel, though. I totally agree. I think they want you to feel like that because Hondo isn't. I don't think Kondo's a bad guy.
1: No, Um, he's very uh, chaotic neutral, I would believe.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's a good guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. He's obviously just in it for the money and he'll do whatever that requires. But he's not as ruthless as someone like Cad Bane.
1: Agreed. Um, Yeah, ruthless is is a good way to put it. He is not that. Yeah. But he is 100% a mercenary. Yes. Like he is about the money and himself all the time.
0: But I don't think he wants to hurt people.
1: Agreed. He will. He will. And He has
0: to, but I don't think he <laughs> yeah. wants to. Whereas I think Cad Bane probably likes shooting people.
1: <laughs> Definitely, he kills someone for a hat. Yeah, you know, exactly. he gets a, he, a half of that's for him. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I,
0: I do like in this episode when you were talking about Maul and Savage, how Maul presents the rule of two, basically how he mentions yes. that you know, there's always a master and an apprentice, and it it's just so crazy now that we know. Mall, like survives to solo and I how know. that works because it's like obviously there were already two and then you've got Mall over here doing who knows what for how long and it's just so weird because that rule of two is never really rule of two there's always an extra something out there
1: it's true well it's like they say you know Mall. Like, in the old EU, Maul was never a full-on, like, Sith. Like, in Plagueis, you know, with, with in Darth Plagueis, Palpatine just uses Maul as, like, a tool. He never truly, like, accepts him as an apprentice, it seems sometimes. Uh, and then, obviously, Darth Maul was like, I'm the Sith now, and this is going to be the Rule of Two, and we're going to overthrow Palpatine, so he's nothing. It's a lot, And this is why the Rule of Two existed in the first place, because they would one-up each other all the time and then vie for power, and then here we are. We have multiple factions. But I like this episode because it also, speaking about Solo, uh, you know, Maul is about creating this crime syndicate and this power. And, you know, they find a safe full of money. And he goes, we don't care about money. We're building something much bigger here. I love that, too. And that comes to fruition when he's the head of Crimson Dawn. Yeah. It's so cool.
0: And he just wants revenge. I mean, at this point, he's so filled with hatred. And anger that he he literally just wants to get his revenge. I mean, that's like his number one motive.
1: It's true, and he sees Obi Wan. Yep, they fight here, and and you're right. This this fight fight scene is 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 so good, so good. Like even after like Adagalia dies, Obi Wan keeps her lightsaber, and then he's fighting both both. of them. Yeah, and uh, I I also love so Obi Wan does something in this fight that I've seen. In like real fights as well, in, in tournaments and whatnot, it's like if you hit the same place over and over and over, eventually it's going to stop working. Mm-hmm. And he uses that on Savage's leg. Yeah. Because he's been kicked all the time, but it doesn't do anything. But Obi-Wan keeps kicking his knee. And then after a while, it gives out, and then he gets away. Yep. I just really, really like that. It's, it's so cool.
0: weird, too, when, when each of them loses a limb, uh, when all yeah. and Savage each lose a limb, this green smoke comes out of their body.
1: Yeah, because the they're put together. of the
0: whole witchy, night sister, witchcraft.
1: Yeah, magic. just go show they're still running on that stuff. Yeah,
0: it just, you it's know? so weird. So weird. I like it. I um, like it a lot. It's like
1: still a part of them. They're still held on by that dark magic, and that's why he's as big as he is, and Maul has still got legs. Yeah. that's pretty cool, as opposed to like, here we go, we're building <laughs> it, and then you're on your own, yeah. and you're not a part of it anymore. Yeah. It was a nice touch.
0: Yeah, it's... It's just so different from anything we've seen before, but it's mm-hmm. it's really sad how Adigalia dies. Oh during man, what fight a way to go! Because um, she gets stabbed by Savage's horns on his head.
1: Oh man! It what is a Savage way to go. that
0: kills her, right?
1: Yeah, he puts her up against the wall and then just like rams into her. Oh like a gosh! Rhino. Yeah.
0: This this season in particular is just so brutal. gutsy
1: yeah i agree i agree oh, this is got kind of such a bad way to go and oh. like that's the other thing clone wars doesn't really pull any punches which is something i really enjoy about that like it's obviously a cartoon mm-hmm. but they don't dumb it down at all right. like an example when when she gets gored by <laughs> savage as she's falling down you actually see a glimpse of the holes yeah that he just stabbed into her. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like for most most cartoons, I believe, would usually be kind of toned down a little bit. It's like you don't have to go that far. They saw her get stabbed and have her fall over, right. you know. But that level that Clone Wars goes to, and this season in particular, uh, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It
0: is nuts. But I I was thinking, too, um, when I was rewatching some of these episodes, The Clone Wars has such a great balance of seriousness and humor. And I really like the humor in The Clone Wars because a lot of it comes from, uh, like, the battle droids and lesser known characters. And then Hondo's sense of humor is so great. Uh, yeah, so, I love. <laughs> I love in this episode when Maul says something like about insolence, and Hondo goes, "Insolence? We're pirates. We don't even know what that means." Like, yeah, it's just so <laughs> funny in such a serious situation. That's um, true.
1: <laughs> when Obi Wan tells him that Adi Gallia is dead, he goes, "I am semi-speechless." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? yeah. Hondo's amazing. Jim Cummings is. He's so one of the great. best voice actors of all time. Yeah. And to have him in Star Wars is a delight.
0: Yeah. And you, you can tell he completely understands this fine balance of getting the job done, but being funny, weird, like, personality that Hondo has. You can tell that he totally understands it. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, I love the humor in the Clone Wars because it, to me, never feels too silly. Like, there's, there's other moments in Star Wars in like newer content where i feel like whoa the humor doesn't land well for me and i very passive aggressive i I think it's because (laughs) (laughs) i think i appreciate the humor in the clone wars because a lot of the this the characters that i take very seriously are not the ones being humorous it's like the background characters the battle droids and characters that were created to be humorous like hondo sure um so, anyways, I just I really like that, and they do a really good job of it in this episode because this is some heavy stuff, but it's still really fun to watch. And there's some parts that make you laugh a lot.
1: Sure, I think the medium also lends itself to that as well. Mm-hmm. Like the cartoons, I feel like can be more humorous in dire situations, whereas like if the, if there was a joke in the middle of like uh, the battle of the heroes. Like Anakin and Obi-Wan while they're like screaming at each other and then you just see one of the sand fleas like fall into the lava. Yeah. You're like, well, what's what's going on? You yeah.
0: Know? I agree. But they definitely the writers of this episode definitely knew what they were doing.
1: Agreed. Absolutely. And, and it was true it was to the characters group. as well. It didn't seem forced for the joke. Right. I, dug I love this episode. I, I think do it's too.
0: It's great. Um and this one's kind of a standalone for now because the next group of episodes all go together. Um, And it is interesting that they had this as the premiere because it's just a little disconnect from the rest of the stuff that goes on with Maul. But it gives you a taste of what's to come. And everything else that happens with Darth Maul happens in the later half of this season. So this is kind of like his only appearance in the first half. And then he shows up again towards the end. So
1: it's
0: it's great, though. I, I have... I have a much bigger appreciation for Darth Maul's character now that we have seen him in the Clone Wars. Um, Yeah. And I remember. I I remember thinking, like, when I found out that he was coming back, I was like, this is dumb. Come on. Like, (laughs) 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 I was the same. Why are you doing this? And then it it happened, and you're just like, wow. Okay. Well, if they're going to do that, they did it right. Um, Yeah. And they really did his character justice. And then now, obviously, we see more of his story continued and it's like oh okay george knew what he was doing
1: (laughs) yep it took me a while to come around being you know the the fan of qui-gon and whatnot because i like i said i didn't watch clone wars while it was airing so imagine having only seen the movies and then you are like all right cool and then you hear that darth maul is back you're like what yeah he got cut in half (laughs) and he killed qui-gon he doesn't get to be alive still yeah uh, and then when I came around to it, I was like, oh, you know what makes a lot of sense. And just I mean, all of Darth Maul's depth is from the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and Rebels, you know, like before then, he's just a hate filled machine of death. Yep. And that's all we got. Whereas by the time we reach Solo and Rebels, you know, he is a calculating person oh, yeah, who's come back shows from up the in edges Rebels of...
0: too. Good Lord. Yeah, he dies in Rebels. I totally forgot about that.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite episodes of Rebels is Twin Sons, where he dies. I
0: remember, yeah, okay. Man, I can't yeah. believe I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> I know, this is why we need to do a Rebels show. I know.
0: <laughs> we're going to do it, we're
1: going to do it. Yeah, woo, it's yeah. on record, unless you edit it, it out.
0: We're going to do it, because <laughs> I was thinking yesterday, Um, I watch the Clone Wars all the time, but uh, for the majority of Rebels, I've only seen each episode probably once, except for uh, Twilight of the Re- uh, the Apprentice. So, Same. Um, yeah, so we're going to do it.
1: Sweet. But yeah, I like that. I like what they brought to it. And, you know, Sam Witwer's amazing. Oh, yeah. I Uh, wanted to mention
0: him because he is so perfectly cast as Maul. Nothing against Ray Park at all. But because Ray Park didn't do the voice of Maul in um, episode one, like it would have been weird if he had somehow been cast as Maul in the Clone Wars. Like, obviously, I don't think they would do that because he wasn't the voice actor. But Sam Witwer's just he is just
1: phenomenal at everything the best
0: and it's amazing because he cares so much about the characters themselves because he's such a huge star wars fan that yes. he wants to do them justice
1: i agree i agree i love sam he's one of us yep he is but like a bazillion times talented i mean think the fact that this guy has done the sun that little creature thing as well yeah the d- d- various additional voices and darth maul like those those are major characters well, and he he he's Starkiller. done more than one Yes, exactly. Like, dude, he knows what's up. Yeah, he's great. I'm very excited. I love that they meshed uh, Ray Park and Sam Witwer for Solo. Oh. I think it's just one of the coolest things that, that any the of the best. movies have done.
0: That was the best when it happened, for the, f- and you're watching it for the first time, and you're realizing that they did that. It was oh, yeah. just, like, so awesome.
1: I agree. It's like I agree.
0: Yeah, they did that. That's amazing. Because you see
1: the foot, because th- we've talked about it before, yeah. but, like, you see, you see the foot... And you're like, oh, I wonder who this could be. And then when you hear that voice, there's that moment where you have to click. You're like, I, <laughs> I when know. your eyes oh! get real wide and your mouth gets yeah. real
0: wide. And you're just like,
1: <gasps> You're like, no. And yeah. then it happens. And, and you're like, this is amazing. did that. It's so That's great. It's so good. And you see the beginning of all of that in this episode. Yeah. Him and his brother going to build a crime syndicate and put these things together. Money doesn't mean anything. He's about revenge yep. and gaining power. Uh, And uh, boy, does he.
0: Yep, Uh, I can't wait to talk about him more when we get into our next episode when he's back. I know. So good. But um, we have two arcs coming up next. And the first one I call the Onderon arc.
1: I call it that as well.
0: So in in these episodes, we have a couple new characters that one of them ends up showing up throughout more Star Wars content. Um, This is where we meet them. We meet Saul Guerrera and his sister... um, Steela. And obviously if you've seen Rogue One, we meet Saul there again. And he's also in Rebels. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be completely honest. Here we go. When I first saw this arc, I was just so bored by it. Me too. And are you still bored by it?
1: yeah oh man okay (laughs) i'm sorry So i think i have a
0: really big change of heart with this arc and the next one so this one and the next one in my opinion were just like so boring to me the first time i watched them and i really don't go back and watch them often um Mm -hmm. i've probably only seen them maybe like three times now and Uh i i don't know i just didn't love them and Uh i still don't love them, but I appreciate them. And I think my biggest issue with the Onderon arc was that it had Lux in it. And
1: if you guys (laughs) listened to the last episode, I
0: had a fiery hatred for Lux. I still do, but uh I'm not an angsty teenager anymore. So I'm able to kind of set that aside for a moment. So uh I'm just gonna go ahead and preface this by saying I still hate Lux to this day, to this moment right now that I'm speaking. (laughs) <laughs> I'm probably not going to talk about my hatred for him a ton in the next few minutes because I don't want to we'll do see. that. But I still hate him, but he's mm-hmm. in this arc. Whatever. I have to deal with it. But I think that's why I kind of ignored this group of episodes for a long time. Yeah. Why did, yeah. It, why did it bore you?
1: I don't know. It just, eh. I d- it didn't grab me. I don't know what it was about it that didn't. Because I I really like Saw in Rogue One. You know, this battle-hardened dude. And it's Forrest Whitaker, who's phenomenal. In this one, he's just kind of like a hard-headed dude that doesn't want to learn in the midst of a battle where it's like, you should probably learn to fight what you're fighting, but he just doesn't want to hear it. And I'm like, this could be a lot easier if you just got over yourself. And then uh Steela, I think, is really, really cool. Um But at the same time, it's like, okay, there's this little battle. And then... The to have her die in the way that she did, I thought was super powerful. Um, and also really mean to Ahsoka. <laughs> uh but outside of that, like, I don't know, learning to roll a thermal detonator slow enough to where it goes into a droid droidica shield. Yeah. It's like, eh, I mean, cool. That's good, but Yeah. So let's let's much back up to a little it. bit. Yeah, we'll so, it So
0: In the first episode, we have Anakin, Obi-Wan, Rex, and Ahsoka, and they're going to the planet of Onderon to help this, like, group of rebels who need to um, fight the Separatists that's invading their home, but they are not good at all with any sort of war tactics. Um, Yep, and
1: they can't get involved. Right. The Jedi.
0: Right. The Jedi are like, we're not going to fight this for you, but we'll show you how to fight. And so there's a lot of different sequences of the Jedi showing, um, you know, Stila and Saul and their people how to, like you said, like roll these droid poppers into a droidica shield, but you have to do it just gently enough so it'll roll in there perfectly and like, you know, all these different things. And it just seems a little odd because Stila gets really frustrated that she's not able to... Roll this droid popper perfectly, and she yep. kind of like storms off for a minute. And she's really good with a gun, though, so she's like, I, I'm just gonna do what I know I'm good at, and that's yep like, which is fair. <laughs> you're gonna die if you don't learn how to do all this, like, it's not that mm-hmm. hard. Just keep practicing, like, you shouldn't give up after doing it like 10 times. Oh. Come on, um, yep. so yeah, I think that was a little annoying, also gonna talk about Lux for a second um <laughs> <there> <laughs> that were,
1: lasted uh, 60 seconds <laughs> I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna scream hatred things and just be w- we'll see evil but uh, I have such a difficult time <laughs> with his character because they try to make it seem that Ahsoka is into him and uh-huh. I just don't think she would ever be interested in him in a million years um so like while they're showing um by the, by the way yeah so Lux is with Stila and Saul, like, trying to help them as well. So he is watching them roll these droid poppers in and trying to um, throw these grenades into the hatches of different ships and stuff and – or on vehicles. And Stila is getting really frustrated, and so he takes her arm and is, like, helping her swing her arm perfectly to roll the droid popper. And Ahsoka is eyeballing him (laughs) like, "Mm, you better get your hands off her Mm because you're mine. And I just don't like that. And it bothers her (laughs) throughout the entire arc. She's like visibly jealous. And even Anakin notices. And he's like, Ahsoka, are you losing focus? And she's like, no, no, I'm I'm fine. He goes, it's okay. I know what that's like, a.k.a. Padme. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I don't know. I have a really hard time buying that she would ever be into him. Yeah, and, and be I jealous mean, of him with
1: stealing. Ideally, Jedi aren't supposed to be into anybody in that way. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just—it is kind of weird to have Lux in this—in this arc because he's. Yeah, I would have loved this so much more Strange. if Lux
0: wasn't in it, and if Ahsoka was not jealous of any sort of romantic thing going on. I think it would be a much better story. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, Sorry. yeah it's annoying so <laughs> Onderon is under the control of a new king and then um, like in the next episode they are breaking into or sneaking into the city walls to kind of get a view of what's going on um, and you can tell that the people of the city are just really scared and fearful and uh, Anakin and Rex and Obi-Wan end up leaving but they they keep Ahsoka with the team of rebels to kind of continue helping them out and keep an eye on things. But again, she's not supposed to get too involved. Um, and so they're like fighting all these battle droids throughout the next couple episodes. And then they try to free um, the original King and, you know, cause he's going to get killed. It's just like all this crazy stuff happens. And then at the end, um, Stila ends up slipping off of a cliff and Lux, I believe, grabs her hand, but then lets go or, or, or something. Like, he, he can't reach her. So, um, oh, I remember what it is. Lux falls too. But Ahsoka lifts him with the Force and saves him. And then she's trying to save Stila in the same way. And when that happens, she gets shot in the arm. Ahsoka gets shot in the arm. And it obviously yep. throws off her focus. And she drops Stila, And Stila dies. And I hate that. Like, I really, really, really hate that. Because... It's, like, so rare in movies and TV shows that you get really cool women that are prominent characters. I mean, Stila was in all of these episodes, um, and she was a main character. And then she dies, and I'm just like, ugh, can we please keep some women (laughs) around? Like, it's so frustrating. Yeah, that's a fair point. So frustrating. And I just wonder what would have happened in the rest of Star Wars if... Saw had been the one in her place. If he had been the one that died, and then Stila had been the one that survived, and if she was roped into like row one, like how would that affect um, Jin's story? As you know, Stila would be a woman sympathetic of this young girl, and knowing what it feels like to be on your own and scared, and I don't know. I just
1: that's a good that's a good thread. I think there it's, there's so yeah. much
0: potential for female characters. If you don't kill them.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> what What if? Now, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. So uh, I'm going off of what you've said and have had thoughts, and I'm going to share them publicly now because that's a smart thing to do on the record. Okay. So women are obviously way better and smarter than men. It's just facts. They live longer. Men do really dumb stuff. As one of them, I do really dumb stuff. And my wife is way smarter than I am. So... Knowing that, if it had been Saw that had been killed and not and and not Stila, if the roles had been switched, I think it wouldn't be unheard of if Stila was able to handle that better and be stronger because of it, and not be this grizzled old, almost like homegrown terrorist that Saw becomes. Uh, in the same way that like like it's it saves a lot of problems. That maybe that's why these women are being killed is because men won't handle it as well because we're not as strong in the sense that like, if it was like episode two, right? When, uh, Padme gets shot out of the thing, Obi-Wan says, what would Padme do if she was in your position? And it's like, Padme would have just kept going. You know, she wouldn't have been throwing a fit like Anakin did. Like the whole galaxy was destroyed because Anakin was afraid to lose Padme. Whereas Padme would have been like, let's figure this out. Let's get some big picture perspective. So it's like if <laughs> if the women survived, we wouldn't have half the problems that we have in the galaxy far, far away because they would just solve them. I see your point, but
0: writers just need to think harder. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's, not, it's not difficult <laughs> to true. come up
0: with conflict that women would struggle with. I mean, it, they would that's still true. solve a problem, but it's the steps of getting there that would still be a very real life experience sure. and a difficult one.
1: Maybe women can handle more than men. Therefore, the stakes would have to be significantly higher just to be able to break them down.
0: Think about what Rogue One would have been if Stila had been in it instead yep. of Saul. I agree with you. She would not be in the same place that Saul was in. But that's right. my point is like, what, what would the rebellion have looked like if she had been a part of it and knew Jin and knew that Jin's parents had been taken. She would have taken her under her wing. And what would Jin have turned into? I mean, I love Jin's character regardless. So I'm not. I'm not downing that at all. But I just wonder sure. what that scenario would have looked like. And like with Mon Mothma involved and all the women that were helping form the rebellion, if they had Stila on their team as well, what would that Maybe. have been?
1: Because it was Saw that raised Jin. Yeah. And then you find out in Rebel Rising, uh, which is amazing, uh, saw he did leave her because the people that he was with were dangerous criminals. And if they would have found out that she was the daughter of an imperial scientist, Mm -hmm. they would have killed her. Right. So Stila probably wouldn't have been in a band of those types of people.
0: Right. And if she she had been, which I don't think she would have been, but if if Stila had needed to leave, I think because of... the way Stila would have raised Jen, it still would have changed the tides. Um, yeah. Because Jen would have been a different person.
1: Exactly. Exactly. She wouldn't be as, like, on her own, not trusting anyone, in jail, right. given, like, as down on her look as she would have been if she had somebody as strong as Stila. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Eh. I just, I don't even know what I'm saying, Keep women but feel, alive. <laughs> but, I, but that's, that's what I feel like if the women are kept alive, like we either a have to turn the problems up to 20 because they can just handle so much and they're much, you're just better at multitasking and doing these things and keeping things in perspective. Whereas like as ironic as it is sometimes in star Wars, it's like a lot of times the men are more emotional Yeah. and that leads to the problems. Whereas like, I don't know.
0: Writers just need to think harder.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a a writer, so... I think... (laughs) You're right. There um, is an answer here, I'm sure.
0: I think, like, not relating to Star Wars, just talking in general cinema, movies, TV shows, comic books, whatever, just pop culture entertainment. Um, I think just a lot of women are portrayed so much differently than they should be and so poorly. And I think Star Wars is usually really good at not portraying women poorly there are definitely some exceptions and that's why when those exceptions do happen i'm just like "Ugh, come on this could have been so much better um and i think had stila lived i don't know it just would have been really different and i wish
1: 100 percent.
0: as much as it's a normal thing i wish they hadn't framed ahsoka's character as being a jealous type uh in this arc Because it doesn't matter. I mean, her life literally does not need to revolve around this kid. And she knows that. And I feel like throughout the Clone Wars, Ahsoka is a character who, even if she's not very sure of herself, she is very confident in herself. And Mm -hmm. she's willing to just take on new challenges without fully evaluating the risk. And I don't think she would be concerned about whether a boy likes her or not. I think she's got way too many things going on. So sure. I think that's my main gripe with Lux is like last season, I was just like, oh, I hate him. But now it's just like, I, I hate him because he's unnecessary in her
1: story. Yeah. So I mean, it, it it adds a layer, and I'm not the biggest fan of Lux either. It does add a layer to her personality to make her more, I mean, she's not a human, but in the sense of the word human, like Anakin was. Right. You know what I mean? Like if Anakin would have just focused and not worried about Padme, there would be no empire. Right. You know what I mean? But did. you ever see did.
0: the clip um, of Ahsoka in like some episodes that were never fully finished and she was working in like a mechanic shop with this guy named Nyx? Did you ever see that? Yeah, video? her
1: actual boyfriend?
0: Yeah. That's the thing that I like because it's like, okay, she's left the Jedi Order She's working as a mechanic in a shop with a guy. You know, if she's around him every day, she's probably developing feelings for him. And since since she's not a Jedi, she's allowed to form attachments and allowed to have a relationship. And even though she's still got so many big things going on and trying not to be discovered, um, that type of story makes more sense to me. Sure. I don't mind that. I don't mind Ahsoka having a boyfriend. I just mind it at this time in her life when that shouldn't be in her list of priorities. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that. by the I think by the like end of the first episode here in this arc, she should have been over that whole potential romance between Lux and Stila. I think it, <laughs> it, it could have bothered <laughs> her, for, her for like a minute and then she'd have been like, "Nah, this is dumb. I'm over it."
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: but she didn't. But no. I do have a, a newfound love for this arc um because I I don't know. I think I just when i watched it the first time and every time thinking about this arc after the first time i watched it i just had like a really negative taste in my mouth and mm-hmm. even though i just said all these things about ahsoka and lux i don't let that dictate the way i feel about the whole arc and even with sure. like is death um because in addition to those things that annoy me there's just like a lot of good things um about the episodes and it's really neat to see all the characters working together and like becoming more comfortable with their skills and like learning new skills and i don't know i just i ended up i ended up liking it a lot more this time around good yeah you don't feel i just same. feel all right <laughs> yeah this, <laughs> it's okay. all right i
1: don't i don't feel bad about it it just isn't like oh man i can't wait to watch the under on arc
0: yeah same eh. But again, we've talked about this before where like there's episodes in seasons that are not bad, but they get overshadowed by other episodes that are phenomenal. And I think that's kind of the situation here is like these episodes aren't bad, but the stuff that comes down the pipeline in season five are phenomenal. And it just agreed. It just kinds of outshines it. Kinds of outshines it. That's what I just said.
1: Yeah. I don't know how to speak this language either. So (laughs) my brain.
0: I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about that arc. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think that's it.
1: Yeah. I agree. I just wish Steela had
0: lived. And maybe in the future we'll get more content about her, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you never know. Yeah. There was supposed to be uh, some Steela bits possible in Rogue One, but they didn't make it. Dumb. And then in Rebels, you get Saw carries around a hologram of Steela, which is pretty cool. Ugh, pretty cool my heart <laughs> yep. Yep, yeah yep 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 sad
0: it'd be cool though if they did some comic books that take place before this time in the clone wars that kind of shows maybe what she was up to or information about yep. her upbringing or something
1: you never know
0: you never know um the next arc though i call it the youngling arc as do i perfect um this arc consists of four episodes and this one again <laughs> I just did not like the first time I saw it, and now, like I watched it last night, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cute!" Like I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I really. Like and I this remember one. at Celebration Six, they premiered. I believe the entire arc it may have just been oh. a couple episodes. I don't remember the full thing. They definitely showed at least one episode. Um, for kids, like it was only for kids, and oh. Ashley Eckstein was kind of hosting the screening. And it was That's just cool. so cool because in this story, Ahsoka is um, kind of guiding these this group of younglings through the journey of making their lightsaber. Um, yep. I don't know. I just wonder, like, if, if kids went to that screening, if they were like, oh, this is so cool because this is like the real life Ahsoka. And I don't know. I just think it was and a neat concept the that younglings. they did that. Yeah, I just think that was really cool. Um, I'd
1: be freaking out if I was a kid.
0: Uh, yeah, I'd be freaking out if I was an adult. <laughs>
1: yeah, same. So cool. Same, same. Um,
0: but it, I, I love this group of younglings because they're all different species and they're all so freaking cute. Like I just want to squish their little faces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're and they have the the cutest names, and I kind of hate their names because they're so cute. Um, <laughs> because it's like, okay, when you grow up, you're gonna. Not be taken seriously. It's better than
1: I'm a Gundai.
0: (laughs) I mean, true. But, um. (laughs) So, I'm going to go through the different characters here. So, we have Petro, who is a little boy, a human. Yep. We have Katuni, who is a Tholothian, which is the same species as Adigalia, right? Yep. And then we have Biff, who is an Ithorian. We have Gnodi, who is a Rhodian. We have Zat, who is a Nautilin, and he is so and adorable and we have gunji who is a wookie and oh my gosh they're just like
1: i know yeah. so precious <laughs> i want little much. fleshies
0: of all of them that i could just squish
1: <laughs> they're so great
0: so cute so in the first episode called the gathering um ahsoka and yoda are taking the kids to the ice planet ilum and the kids are sent into this cave to find their uh, kyber crystals for their lightsabers that they're going to make. Uh, but the the trick is that they're going into this cave and the cave has this giant uh, door of ice that's going to freeze over in a certain amount of time. So they only have a little bit about of time to find their kyber crystal by using the force and then get back or they'll be trapped inside the cave forever. And
1: die. It's so um, <laughs> cool. I really like that. I do too. The, the like ritual of it. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, here's how it's going to go. Like, look at the wall. You have this time. Otherwise, you're stuck. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's such a cool lore thing.
0: Yeah. I, I just like it. I love that Yoda is involved. Um, And I was thinking about this last night. I love that in the history of Star Wars, Yoda trains the younglings. Yep. I just think that's so amazing because he is such an older figure, but he wants to be so involved in the lives of the youngest people that you can tell Mm -hmm. he really cares about the future of the Jedi. Whereas I think oftentimes in like our real world today, older people don't want to be involved in the lives of younger people because they automatically assume that we're ignorant and we're not going to amount to anything helpful. And they're just like, oh, these dang millennials. And, you know, it's just like, I think older people kind of look down on younger people um and i wish that our world reflected that of yoda and his outlook and how he wants to really guide the young people um i agree
1: and i like that he has a hand in all of them
0: i do too it's Which cool. Is cool and it's neat because he's not like brainwashing them but he's sharing his insight and his you know hundreds of years of experience with them and then they're still learning their own lessons by themselves
1: exactly he's just showing them the way and letting them make their decisions which is what a good teacher does
0: yeah and he leaves them in that cave like he he sends them he into does. the cave <laughs> he doesn't go with them and guide them through it he says here's your mission basically go take care of it and come back to me um and I don't know I just really like that and Ahsoka's with him as well so she's not in the cave with them but anyways the younglings go into the cave and they all kind of face their own little trial so um the the human boy um Petro he thinks he finds a kyber crystal and he brings it back and it's just a piece of ice that melts in his hand and then um Katooni is like really facing some struggles because she can't find one and then we have gunji he's a Wookiee, and he's trying to get his kyber crystal and he sees it across this pond but he can't cross it because he'll freeze to death obviously so he has to wait like all day for the sun to go away so that the the water will refreeze and he can walk across it and he ends up like sliding across it Um, To get his kyber crystal. And then like Zat, the Nautilin has this little iPad handheld computer thing that is supposed to help him find his kyber crystal, but it doesn't work because he needs to use the force. So he ends up like smashing his iPad thing and uses the force and channels his powers to find his kyber crystal. So they each face their own little challenge and learn their own little lesson while they're in the cave. Um, And then at the end... Um, Katuni is trapped behind this wall of ice and Petro finds her but then he leaves her and he's gonna like just be like peace out girl you're gonna have to help yourself that's right and um, he ends up going back for her and he they break this wall of ice together with their hands and the force and it it's just awesome and then she runs out he's like go keep going you know I'm not done yet and she escapes the cave, and this is all happening when the cave is about to freeze over, and they're gonna be stuck in there forever. But Katuni gets out, and then Petro is still in the cave, and the door freezes over, and you're just like, "OMG, what the heck?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Yoda's still being super chill. He's like, "It's all right, guys. Yeah, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> It's okay. time. Um, and then Petro ends up breaking the ice and getting out, and. One of the kids, I can't remember which one it was. He's like, "Master Yoda, I thought you said we would be trapped in here if, if we didn't get out on time." He's like, "Oh, trapped by your mind." And I was yeah. like, "I love you."
1: <laughs> <laughs> From a certain point of view, yes. He's yeah. like, "It's just ice." <laughs> yeah. Play up to where they're like, "Oh God, we're gonna be stuck." It's just ice. Yeah. It's fine. So they end up I gaining
0: like a lot of confidence in themselves because they were really all feeling super defeated trying to find their kyber crystal and they all got out and they had their kyber crystal and it was just really cool but it's neat because I agree. uh we've talked about this on our darth vader episodes on patreon um mm-hmm. in the clone wars micro series i think it's luminara and barris go to ilum yep to get there to to get um was it barris getting her kyber crystal yep. and th- yes it was all the kyber crystals were colored. Um, but yes. that's not canon anymore. And now the kyber crystals are clear, and then they adapt to like your personality, basically, or your your aura. I don't even know how to describe it. But anyways, they adapt to you, and that's how you get your own color.
1: Um, exactly. Which begs the question: Did I did I ask it on this show? What? Or was it the Patreon? The the Ezra uh, thing. You know,
0: I can't remember.
1: I feel like it was the Patreon. I one.
0: think so too. So you can say it Okay. <laughs> this is a
1: call to arms, everyone, the dorky group. Uh, we should have a name for our listeners. Anyway, beside the point. So in the old EU, as you said, uh, strap yourselves in, guys. We're, we're going on a ride. Um, the, in the old EU, the, the crystals were different colors. So you had blue crystals for blue, green crystals for green. The purple crystals were super rare, and the red crystals were synthetic. They weren't real. Obviously, with all the new canon and stuff, we have new canon information that seems that the crystals themselves are clear, and then once you attune to it through the Force, it turns a color. Mm -hmm. So you don't even necessarily pick. The crystal picks you, and then it shows you what color your blade is. Well, that being said, there's something that I've wondered for a lot of years now, and there's no answers on the Internet, and I'm going to ask you guys in the event that at least one of us goes to a panel... With Dave Filoni on it, I have a question, and I ask you to join me on my quest. Anyone from uh, the
0: story group could answer this too,
1: but they won't. I've tried. Oh, I I, <laughs> I sent it. I sent a tweet to uh, 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 Matt Martin, and he said, "Oh, that's a great question for Dave Filoni." I was like, ah, "Come right. on, man!" <laughs> anyway, so if this is the case, the crystals are clear, and then you attune to them, and then they turn a color. Why did Ezra's lightsaber change colors? Yeah. Because it was blue, and then it was green. They never address it. They never talk about it. And I have questions. What's going on here? Because, like, Ahsoka's made sense. She had her two uh, the whole time. You know, they attuned to her, whatever. She left them at the, the Siege of Mandalore. And then her white lightsabers were crystals taken from an Inquisitor in the Ahsoka book, and then she brought them back to the light, and that's why they're white. So... What's going on?
0: Yeah, so, so if, if you anyone talks to Dave, Dave Lonnie, Filoni, help us out.
1: Yeah, ask his him uh, why is why did Ezra's lightsaber change color? Yeah, because nobody else's did, even if they went through like crazy development. I got to know. Yeah. So yeah, join me on my on my quest. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I just I love I love that they did change the whole backstory of the Kyber crystals though because it, it was neat in this episode how. Um, the little boy, human, Petro, he confused a piece of ice for a kyber crystal because it's an ice planet. Yeah. So it all looks I the agree. same. And if you're not in tune with the force, you probably would have no idea what you're doing. So it I makes agree. it it's more cool sacred Personal. and safe. Like yes. the kyber crystals are safer there.
1: I agree. And it's like, you can't just put any lightsaber crystal to work for you. You know, there's one that calls out to you. Uh, I think that's amazing as well. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool.
0: So in the first one, they get their kyber crystals, and that's the end. And then uh, in the second episode, they are on um, their ship that's supposed to take them back to the Jedi Temple. Yep. And they are supposed to start constructing their lightsabers. And we meet this droid. How do you say his name? Huang. Huang. And he's voiced by David Tennant, right?
1: Yes, he is. And I love him.
0: He's interesting.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) I don't know if I like him, but that's okay. Um, He is supposedly this droid that's been around forever and helps younglings construct their lightsabers. And in this ship, he has like a billion drawers and cabinets full of little pieces and gadgets and whatever that will help the kids put their own personal lightsaber together and he he takes gunji's hand and he's like hold your hand out what do you feel your lightsaber is supposed to be like and it's supposed to like come from the Force, come from within and that's how you design your saber and so gunji what he felt like his lightsaber was supposed to be made out of wood which is cool because you know um Wookies are live the trees. Chic, yeah, and they live in trees, and they're just around a very, like, wooded planet. So I thought that was really neat. Um, but while they're getting ready to start making their lightsabers, their ship is onboarded by none other than Hondo Onaka and his group of pirates. That's what um, I mean.
1: Getting mixed signals here.
0: Yep, and Hondo is after the Crystals and the Younglings. So ahsoka ends up taking charge and by the way yoda's not with them at this point um he was i guess he He left separately (laughs) he thought it was
1: a done deal and that they'd be fine
0: yeah and so he sent ahsoka with them to get them home um so ahsoka's in charge and this crazy droid is there and all the younglings are told to hide in the ventilation system of the ship so ahsoka's like Let's split up. You know, I'll go here. Two of you go to the cockpit and get our two. And the rest of you just hide in the ventilation shaft with uh, Huang. So they do that. Um, But obviously the pirates find everyone. And the kids that were hiding in the ventilation tubes were smoked out. And, you know, Hondo finds them. And it's like, well, crud. And this is where we get a little weird with hondo because it's like okay he he says he's willing to get these kids dead or alive but is he really gonna kill them? because he doesn't want to kill them i don't know
1: doesn't mean he won't
0: doesn't mean he won't but i don't think i don't think he was gonna kill them i think it was a scare tactic
1: i mean it's possible that's that's the other thing you really never know with somebody like him it's like, it, Kiadi Mundi is hashtag no filter. Hondo is hashtag big signals. Like, you just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like him because he's funny, but he's also a badass pirate. Uh, that, you know, I wouldn't want to cross him.
0: No, I don't think so. I would either. Unless I had a lot of money and we could just be friends and share the money together.
1: Exactly. Like, if you can offer him a partnership, then you're good. But otherwise, like... He'll sell you to the highest bidder, <laughs> you know, and he'll make you laugh beforehand, but it doesn't change. I mean, if facts. you're gonna
0: go out, that's the way I would want to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, why not? With a, there are worse a, ways. With
0: a laugh and a good time.
1: Yeah, and then and a, a shot in the share back, <laughs> a drink with you. <laughs> yeah, and then make you pay for them.
0: <laughs> um, but it's really cool the way the younglings like deal with these pirates, and they use the the training orbs and they lock these pirates in a room with their training orbs and have them shoot the pirates. Like it's so genius. It's so genius. Um, and they actually get away, but Ahsoka is still there and she's held captive by the pirates. So the kids leave, she tells them to go. She's like, I'll take care of myself. You guys just get somewhere safe, get the heck out of here. And then we jump to the next episode. So Ahsoka is now being kept captive by Hondo. And yep. this is kind of off topic, but I love the look of the animation when Ahsoka is in that, um what do you call those like she you know, like Dooku or not Dooku, um yeah, Dooku puts Obi Wan in the thingies in episode two.
1: The binders. Yeah, where but he's like it's being like, held up.
0: And there's like energy like levitating her and she can't escape it i don't know what it's called but i like it
1: me too it's really cool i I wish i knew Qui Gon would never join you
0: (laughs) yeah yeah uh so whatever that thing is i really like it
1: (laughs) yeah Um, it's a some sort of holding yeah thing
0: the younglings get a hold of obi-wan and is like hey dude we need help and obi-wan's like great i'll send commander cody to come rescue you but then at that time Like, right when they get off the call, there's, like, a huge Separatist fleet that comes nose-to-nose with Obi-Wan and his crew. Um, And, of course, General Grievous is at the helm, and they have to fight. So Commander Cody was not able to leave and rescue the kids. But they don't know that. They are just like, okay, well, it's taking them longer to get here, so let's go on a rescue mission. Let's save Ahsoka. We're going to do this yeah and they do so they yeah they up, do they end up going to a planet can't remember what planet it is um maybe it was florum
1: sure can't remember. that sounds about right
0: anyways and at this point huang has been cut up and he's in like a billion pieces and r2 is trying to fix him yeah <laughs> um but the the kids end up going to a planet they land and they come in contact with this traveling circus and they pretend to be um acrobats and they're like oh we can join your circus and hire us and they do all these cool tricks and yeah. like this is amazing come on <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's like <laughs> so fun makes me think of a bug's life
1: <laughs> yeah yeah totally
0: yeah I didn't think about that. Very Bugs Life. I mean, they they (laughs) use that type of story in a lot of different movies. It makes me think of Bugs Life. I agree. And the circus master guy tells them that they're on their way to entertain Hondo. So they're like, perfect. Let's go with you. Yeah, we like
1: entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. And so
0: they go to the next episode and they're entertaining Hondo and uh, pretty much... They save the day, um, but yeah. but along the way, um, Grievous ends up coming to the same area, and there's like this big battle between the pirates and the Jedi and Grievous and Hondo actually ends up teaming up with the Jedi, so it's like good bet, you know, he's really not terrible. And then they escape on the Slave One, which is like okay great <laughs> like yeah this is amazing yeah. cool um, and it, i love the ending because it shows you know all the younglings were safe and they made it back to um corazon i think and then it shows cody and obi-wan talking with hondo and hondo's trying to explain to them how a rescue mission just cost so much money and the republic um owes that owes him all this money for saving the jedi and obi-wan's like really this was your intention all along was to save these kids really and he's just like yeah you know and then he leaves and he makes eye contact with Katuni, and i think she was really grateful that he ended up helping them out and it was just special i agree and I just really love this arc. Like, I've never, ever, ever enjoyed this arc, and I watched it again last night, and I was like, this is so fun and great, and I love Hondo, and I love these kids, and I don't know why I ever didn't like it. I think I just assumed it was like, oh, this is the kitty arc, this is for kids. But I really appreciated it this time around.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this is Jedi stuff, so obviously I'm way into it. Uh, and just the idea of, like, these Padawans coming into their own. That's something I really, really enjoy, specifically with, like, Obi-Wan in Episode 1. Like, that's a big thing, is the Masters, when you take on an apprentice, there's so much trust, uh, not only in the Master, but also in the apprentice. You know, like, the fact that, you know, they're on the Trade Federation, they just almost got killed, and Qui-Gon's like, you go on one ship, I'll go on another, I'll meet you down there. Like, it's so, you are fully capable, you know, I'll get you the parts, you fix the ship while I go finish up. Like, so to see a Padawan come into their own, like Ahsoka, all throughout the Clone Wars, they send Ahsoka to do solo missions in the middle of a war. And they're like, no, you got this. And in this episode, we get to see Padawans who just the day before could barely believe in themselves enough to find their crystals, but now are like, we're Jedi.
0: Right. You know, we can do this. I kind of had a similar realization because they're obviously younglings and... Ahsoka's a padawan too, but I always think of her as being much older than she is when she's not around Anakin. And yeah. I think it was at the end of this arc, um one of the kids says Padawan Tano and I was like, what the heck? She's a padawan? Like
1: <laughs> It <Yeah>. just reminds <laughs> you that
0: she's young too, but here she is like holding her own and Yeah.
1: That's right. That's great. right. Well, that's another big thing George Lucas always talked about was like, you know, he always he famously said, you know, kids are smarter than all of us. Like, they know what's going on. That's why Leia was 19. Like, that's insane that she'd be a leader in the rebellion at 19. You know, standing off to Darth Vader at 19. Like, it's it's nuts. It's like your, your age does not define you. And this arc showed that, like, even kids are capable of amazing things if they just believe in themselves.
0: I, I, I just like really it. like this arc.
1: Me too. I like it a lot. Me too. I hope we see them again. I younglings. hope so
0: too. I would love to see them grown up and just be an awesome.
1: Oh man, this takes a dark place.
0: Don't, don't <sighs> do. Not. I'm not gonna, I'm just not gonna, I was think just thinking, I'm th- sorry. Think, think <laughs> about, okay. Like who was their master no. when they were old enough to have a master? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Those are the things we're going to yeah. think about.
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was we're like, gonna oh, move "I wonder on. how they <laughs> wonder how they're doing. Probably oh god, no. They're dead. <gasps> you uh, never
0: know. We've already talked about all the Jedi that are alive that survive Order 66, so That's true. We did know.
1: mention that on our Darth Vader Patreon series that everyone should be listening to. Yep. Hopefully there's hope. You never know. You never know until you know with uh, the new canon. You know, anything can happen. I mean, the treasure the, the lost treasure of Count Dooku is canon. So Anything's possible.
0: That we need to talk about that another time because that I know. story is gold. Gold. And then they just and they
1: just never mention it again. No, it's just like <laughs> oh, this happened. Bye. That, that was we'll four years that. ago. We'll we gonna... definitely
0: talk about that. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe towards the end of our Clone Wars series, we'll mention that story because mm, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. But it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So so now the last episode that we're going to talk about today is actually the first episode of another four part arc. And mm-hmm. typically we don't do this. We don't end an episode with a piece of an arc. Um, but I figured we'll talk about it now. And then when we have Melissa on next time, we'll kind of recap it with her and then we'll just move right into the rest of the arc. So Sweet. this arc is the one that I like to call the most boring arc. um, <laughs> 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 it's actually no. referred to as the droids arc like
1: d squad d squad d squad <laughs> i'm gonna let you talk about this <laughs> oh man you don't want to go in
0: <laughs> d- i'll i'll intro it i'll i'll intro it so in this arc we have a group of astromech droids and we have rtd 2 qtkt which is a really cool take on R2KT so it's another nod to her but yep. it's a different droid um, and they did that because mm-hmm. they didn't want to have two R2 units um, so we have a QT we have Fair. R2 we have M5BZ and U9C4 and then we have this adorable little crazy pit droid named Whack. he goes by Whack. I like that Whack.
1: <laughs> you could tell yep. I'm
0: really into that <laughs> <laughs> and then we have this new character named Colonel Mieber Gascon, and
1: (laughs) D-Squad.
0: D-Squad, my name is Colonel Mieber Gascon. (laughs) That wasn't even really good. That was just super southern.
1: That was amazing. That needs to be the new, hey, everyone, welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm here with D-Squad.
0: Hang on. My name is Mieber Gascon, and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show.
1: (laughs) And I'm Brian over here. We're going to talk about some droids. (laughs)
0: so yeah so we meet this new character he's a tiny little like frog looking guy yep
1: um and he's apparently
0: he's going to be in charge of all these droids while they go on a mission yep a very long mission a
1: very important mission you mean
0: and i'm gonna let you take it away because you obviously uh appreciate them a lot
1: i do appreciate them a lot um uh, don't remember exactly what their original mission was though.
0: <laughs> 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 um, they were supposed to I think they intercepted a secret transmission and uh, they were supposed to
1: do something. I'm trying
0: I'm trying to think of what it was.
1: They're supposed to do something. I just don't remember. i don't remember either it's not important (laughs) what was this episode called again what's the title
0: secret weapons
1: secret weapons were they supposed to infiltrate because they i feel like they got shot down on the way to something right i'm pretty sure are we really gonna completely blank on this both of us
0: I never watched this, ever. <gasps> you so, did just watch it? I am it. blanking because I'm not a fan.
1: You know what? That is a good excuse. Um, I don't agree with it. But it liter- the synopsis literally reads, R2 and other droids go on an important mission. <laughs> they don't even know what they're they on. They don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll weapons. just go with that. Secret weapons. Let's see. R2 is a part of a team of Republic droids chosen for an important mission led by the diminutive Colonel (laughs) (laughs) Colonel Gascon to obtain Mieber Gascon Gascon in order to obtain an encryption module from a Separatist Dreadnought.
0: There we go. Uh, They're obtaining an encryption module from a Separatist Dreadnought.
1: That's right. Very important stuff, (laughs) D-Squad. And, uh, that's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's interesting is
0: this is the beginning of a weird series of intros where they color the Clone Wars logo a different color. And yes. it's not even that big of a deal. But this one was blue. And I remember first watching this and it was shocking. It was like, oh, what, what is happening here? Like, this is not the traditional yellow. And then later on, they end up doing this with some of the mall episodes. Or no, they did this last season with, with the mall episodes and those titles were red.
1: Yep. That's true. Yep. It's a, a little bit of trivia, according to Wikipedia. Uh, the episode's logo was not the normal yellow, but blue, in honor of R2D2.
0: Oh, I never knew why they did that. The huh.
1: more you know. It's also that's the cool. color we chose for our prequel defense force.
0: It is. Whoop 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 whoop. It is.
1: Yeah, so they. That's what happens.
0: So <laughs> why do you like this episode?
1: I like Gascon. I think anytime like something isn't as expected, I just think it's funny. I Think it's a great joke. And the fact that it's like, oh there's this colonel, he's this battle hardened guy, he's gonna be in charge of all of you for this secret really important mission and it's this little frog guy who is yeah. like has an inferiority complex. So he's always like, I'm in charge here, you buckets and then whack is just
0: I really like whack, hilarious. I will admit that.
1: <laughs> he's I don't know what
0: it means, but we're going down. He's seriously just whacked out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he is. And he's voiced by the same guy who was uh, Morley in the... I didn't know that. Yeah, same dude. All right, well. See? Can't like him now. Just See kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> yeah, Whack 47. Yep.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, he's cool. I like Whack. And just, he's uh, just, I don't know, this is a really funny arc. I like it. And it gets serious and important at the end of it. So. The end is like great.
0: It because we get a clone
1: yeah i like it and does he get we'll, like we'll talk about they start going crazy now. in the desert and like i don't know it's just interesting and then you find out what gascon's actual job was um i just like it i don't know why yeah. i like it I just like it it's fun
0: well um i mean i guess we're not going to get too heavily into this because we'll talk about the arc next time when we have melissa on the show but yep. basically yeah we meet the droids. We meet Colonel Mieber Gascon <laughs> and Whack and they begin their mission. <sighs> and that's it. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> that's how that goes. This, it,
1: this is a half episode. It's like a, a setup for the rest of the arc. There's not a whole, yeah. whole lot.
0: The highlight of this episode for me is that in the beginning when we meet Gascon and they're in this uh, like briefing room, uh, Commander Neo is actually there.
1: Yes. Yep. so
0: one one point for the clone fan one
1: point for the clone fan
0: yep and uh and that's the end of the first half of season five
1: yeah we did it we
0: did it um and if if we were to have this conversation today without me re-watching those episodes yesterday I would be like nah, it's a so-so beginning of a season but now I'm like man that that's a pretty strong beginning I agree um and I really do appreciate the Youngling arc so much more than I used to. Um, and I'm really happy that I rewatched them again and like really focused on the episodes. Because I've, I've had the episodes like playing on my TV before, but it's more for just background noise and just something to have on. But I wasn't really paying attention to what was happening. Um, and I just, I don't know, really digging that arc now.
1: Yeah, me too. It's an important thing, you know, go revisit stuff. You might not. You might have a different perspective now yeah so yeah i yeah. agree
0: good stuff um so that'll be it for this episode and like i said next week or in two weeks we're gonna have our good friend melissa on yes. and whew, so much happens in the second half of the season and it's really intense and i'm probably gonna cry that's okay <laughs> uh, but we're gonna get through it together yeah as we a are. trio
1: as a trio as it's meant yeah. to be star wars is supposed to have trios very true. You know? Very true.
0: I'm excited.
1: Um, Brian, where can people find you online? People can find me on the internet at Jedi Brian everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, all that good stuff. Check out uh, the interesting podcast on iTunes. The uh, latest episode. Uh, actually, by the time you've heard this, it's somebody else. But before that is Mike Quinn. So I got to talk to uh, Nine Numb himself. Himself. Not changing that. This is how we are now. We're real. Himself. Nine Numb himself. I got to talk to him, and he's awesome. He has great stories about working on, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the Muppets and working with Jim Henson and all this crazy stuff and how he actually helped design the Nine Numb puppet, like how it worked and whatnot. Uh, so it was cool. Really good stories. Got that. Got the hype show at Patreon.com. Bam, bam, It's amazing. Savannah loves it. She uh, did an episode. The first episode of the hype show is at patreon.com slash Jedi Brian. And you'll hear Savannah talk about Kathleen Kennedy for two and a half hours. Please go listen to it. I
0: feel like I got so worked up for that and I want everybody to at least (laughs) kind of try to appreciate it, even though I probably sound like a babbling idiot. You sound awesome. It was a really fun time.
1: It's great. And it's one dollar a month.
0: One dollar. (laughs) Holla for a dollar. Dollar
1: bill, son. I'd buy that for a dollar for all you RoboCop fans out there. Uh, Yeah, it's 25 cents a week, and you get two and a half hours of Savannah about Kathleen Kennedy. And a lot more. I got a lot of cool stuff coming there as well. So check that out. Where can people find you? So fun.
0: You can find me pretty much everywhere at The Dorky Diva. My website is TheDorkyDiva.com. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that by tweeting us at DorkyDivaShow or email us at DorkyDivaShow at gmail.com. Brian, I totally forgot. We have to uh. talk about an email that
1: we got. Oh, sweet email. Last second got in the door. Talk <sighs> to me. Man, guys. We got an email from
0: a listener, what was it, last week? And his name was Laz?
1: Oh, yes. I re- yes, yes, I remember this now. Ooh. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. So,
0: I don't even really remember our full conversation about this, but I know at some point in either our season one or season two episode of uh, the Clone Wars discussion, we talked about the... um The Lerman. The Lerman. Bounty yes.
1: Assassin character.
0: And we talked about if if they were, yeah, assassins, like these lemur people in Star Wars. Anyways, we had this like big conversation about it and someone ended up doing fan art of it. And it is amazing. It is. So amazing. Um, and so I just wanted to give them a shout out because that was such a wonderful little nugget to get in my inbox. Totally unexpected and totally made my day.
1: Same, same. I freaked out. Yeah, somebody, somebody drew the one-armed Lerman, and it was great.
0: And they are packing. They have yeah, got a big gun. <laughs> that's true.
1: That's the other thing, guys, is I have a horrible memory, so uh, I forget that I say these ridiculous things, so it's really Same. fun to be reminded.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, we totally talked about that, and it was so random and crazy, and... But I'm still waiting for artwork of our rabbit droids. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us or if you want to send us any cool fan art, you can do that at uh, Show at gmail.com. And... We will be happy to respond to you and answer any questions that you have on the air. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash the diva. And I want to thank all of our current patrons, Anthony, Ben, Brandon, Brian, Chris, Daz, Daryl, Jen Marie, Jim, Kristen, michael samir sheree sherry and tom thank you all so much for your support we love you all hopefully you guys are enjoying our darth vader comic series of episodes over there that are only exclusive to you guys um and we are actually going to be talking about two more issues next week so stay tuned for that um and next time we talk to you guys we'll be with our good friend melissa gonna be great it's gonna be so fun guys she's the best going to be so great. Um, So until then, may the force be with you.
1: May the force be with you.